With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, good evening. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour. Here on POET Radio, um, we have another phenomenal lesson um, for you today. For those in the chat room, type something in the chat room. Let us know that you're there. Uh, let us know that you can hear us. For those in the chat room, we see our brother Joe from Alabama has called in also as well. We thank you so much, Brother Joe, for calling in to the show. Um, last week we did Biblical Myths Exposed, and we're going to do part two. Last week we did Biblical Myths Exposed, and today we're going to do part two of Biblical Myths Exposed. So again, take your Bible, go get it, put it in front of you, take your notes, because you're going to need it during these lessons today, brothers and sisters. You're going to need it during these lessons. This is going to be a very controversial subject. Uh, We've dealt with this before. And again, we're going to deal with multiple subjects. Um, Hopefully you guys have been following us on YouTube also as well. Um, When you go to YouTube and you can see these videos, we would like for you to leave a uh, comment up under the video. Uh, We know everybody won't agree, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here to speak the word of God in truth and to reason with each and every one of you. Again, we're not professing to know it all. We are open Um, For those who have any suggestions, concerns, and or comments, we always leave the end of the show for that, for you to express what those things are so that we can reason with you also as well. Maybe it's something that we can prove on. We don't want to be in error. You know, that's why we stick to reading God's word instead of telling you what we personally feel and what we personally think, brothers and sisters. So, again, we thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get started in one moment. And, again, today's show is Biblical Myths Exposed, Part 2. We're going to deal with several things on tonight's show. We're going to deal with the question of, did Jesus, was Jesus killed on a Friday? And did he raise on a Sunday? We're not going to question the three days and three nights. We're not going to do that because we can read that. But what we will question today is, was those three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? That's what we're going to question on today's show. So get your Bible, get your pen, get your paper, and let's read what thus saith the Lord. And if pastor, what he taught us was wrong, it's okay. He's human. If what mama taught you and grandmama taught you and granddaddy taught you, if what they taught you were wrong, It's okay. They're human too. But what we have to do today, brothers and sisters, is compare everything that we were taught, everything that we believe, and everything that we think with what's actually written in this book called the Bible. And the motto of our show is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it, sisters and brothers. Then don't believe it. If you can't read it, don't believe it. Don't you think that people 
had this word before Jesus came on the scene? Moses was around 2,000 years before Jesus. Abraham was around uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came. Don't you think the scholars of, of that day thought that they knew the truth? Until Jesus had to come on the scene and correct their ways. By no way, means, or shape, or forms are we saying that we're Jesus, but we have his word. So to have his word is to have him. So what we do on this show is we give you back the Jesus of this Bible and replace the Jesus of this world with the Jesus that's in this Bible. And again, we're going to go to you after the show. So for those of you all who have comments, questions, concerns, we're going to entertain all those things, brothers and sisters. So again, we want you to hang on. We want you to hang on, brothers and sisters, and we're going to talk about the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour, on today's show. We're going to talk about it. We're going to analyze it. We're going to look at this Bible up and down. We're going to go through all the scriptures that we need to go through until we prove our ministry. And that's the main thing. A lot of people come up and talk about the Bible, but can you go to the scripture and verify what it is you're trying to teach someone or tell someone? A sister came up to me Sunday in Milwaukee, and she said, Brother, did you know that the Bible this, and did you know that the Bible that? I took out my phone. I went to the King James Bible online, and I said, Well, sister, let me show you this. Here, read this scripture. And I let her read it for herself. She said, Well, you know, there's nothing that you can do to get into heaven. That's the word she chose to use. I said, yeah, Well, yes, the kingdom of God. And she said, There's nothing you can do. Everything is up to Jesus. He got to do everything. I said, well, then why does the Bible say in Revelations, the 20th chapter, that every man will be judged according to their works? She said, no, we're not going to be judged by our works. We're going to be judged by our faith. Then I took her to the scripture and let her read it herself. And I said, read this, sister. It says every man shall be judged according to what? His works. And then when she read the word works, she kind of had a puzzled look on her face. Because she had been told, she had been taught, she believed, she thought something that was different from what was written in this book, brothers and sisters. And that's all we're saying. All we're saying, brothers and sisters, is let's read the book. And once we read the book, brothers and sisters, let's find out once we read the book if what we believe and what we thought was the absolute truth. I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Brother Julius. We're going to go ahead and get started, brothers and sisters. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Julius to go ahead and do a reading of our song, brothers and sisters. Good afternoon, sisters and brothers. I'm once again welcome to another edition of the Truth Hour, hosted by Black Ice and Brother Julius. Our psalm will come out of Psalm 37, Psalm 37. Verses 23 to 31. Again, Psalm 37, verses 23 to 31. It reads, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholded him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. 
For the Lord loved judgment and forsake not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. None of his steps shall slide. That was Psalm 37. 23 to 31, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, to the hearing, and to the doing of his holy word. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Black Ice. We want to thank you for that, Brother Julius. Let me bring Brother Joe from Alabama on to make sure that he can hear us clear. Brother Joe, can you hear us clear out there? Brother Joe, can yes. you hear us clear yes. out there? Check and see if your phone is on mute. Yeah, yeah, brother Black. That's how y'all doing this evening, man. I hear you loud and clear. Okay, good. You hear us loud and clear. We're going to go ahead and mute you, and we're going to go ahead and start our show. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we are tuned in to the Bible Radio Show, The Truth Hour, here on POET Radio. We are in the studio, brothers and sisters, of Poet Headquarters. We're going to go ahead and talk about our first subject, Biblical Myths Exposed. We're going to go ahead and talk about our first subject, which is we're going to challenge the theory that Jesus was killed on a Friday and he rose on a Sunday. Again, brothers and sisters, we're going to challenge the theory that Jesus was killed on a Friday and that he rose on a Sunday. We're going to see what they talk about every Christmas and every Easter, brothers and sisters, if this was the absolute truth. Now, we're not challenging the three days and three nights. Because we can read that in the Bible. We just need to see if we can get three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday. So where I want to go first, Brother Julius, is let's go to the book of Genesis first, and let's find out when a day actually starts according to the Bible. We need to find out when a day actually starts, brothers and sisters. Man says that day, a day starts at 12.01 a.m. in the middle of the night. Let's see if God has the same start to his day that man has to his day, brothers and sisters. So for the sake of time, we're going to go to Genesis. We're going to go to the book of Genesis, brothers and sisters, the first chapter. And let's start where time actually begin, brothers and sisters. Let's start where time actually begins. We're going to pick this up at Genesis 1 and 3 for the sake of time. And it reads, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. Well, wait a minute. It's hard to tell what time it is when you got light 24 hours a day or when you got darkness 24 hours a day. God said, brothers and sisters, God said that he divided the light, the light from the day. That's how you can di- differentiate the from, the darkness. Uh, from, from the darkness. That's how you can differentiate time, brothers and sisters. And verse 5, it says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening, one, and the morning, two, were the first day. So here you have, brothers and sisters, that according to God's word, Genesis 1, chapter 5, the evening comes first. And then the morning, 
So, brothers and sisters, the day for God starts at sundown. So we will be experiencing sundown here in Chicago in about another 30 to 45 minutes. And although it's Tuesday right now, when the sun goes down, according to God's time, it will constitute the beginning of Wednesday. Brother Julius? Continue to read, Black Ice. And God said there was light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So clearly, the Lord starts the new day every day at sundown. Mm -hmm. Because it was darkness up on the face of the earth first. Then he said, let there be light. Now God is keeping time. And we've been keeping that time ever since the beginning, but man has changed it and starts his new day at midnight. Mm. So that's why the Lord said, my ways are not like your ways. My thoughts are not like your thoughts. So now, let's go, Black Eyes, to Matthew chapter 12. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, brothers and sisters. And this is Biblical Myths Exposed. We're dealing with how can we get three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday. Was Jesus actually killed on a Friday and rose on a Sunday? Well, let's find out. Matthew, the book of Matthew, we're going to go to the 12th chapter. Matthew 12, brothers and sisters. Matthew 12. Matthew 12. Uh Start picking up at verse 38. Matthew 12 and 38. And this is the sign that's been from the beginning that Jesus gave this sign, even until now, to prove who he was. Go ahead, Black Eyes, 1238. Then certain of the scribes and the, of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Yes. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh out their sign. Yeah. And there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. He said, An evil and adulterous generation, sisters and brothers, seek after a sign. Everything in this Bible is predicated off of your faith. Do you believe in a thing that you have never seen? So now he said an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign because they don't have no faith. It's got to happen. It's got to be something that they can see. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you something that you can see. Continue, Black Eyes. We're going to start it off at verse 40. Uh-huh. But he answered, uh, for, for, Jonah, for Jonah, yes was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. How many days and nights? Three days and three nights. Well, when you ask most Christians, they say, well, Jesus died on Good Friday and rose Sunday morning. And then they say Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I say, okay, where's my nights? Mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. I say, if that's the case, then you say he rose early Sunday morning, you have to say Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. But that's too late because you're saying that he rose Sunday morning. You have his sunrise service. So something is wrong with your mathematics, sisters and brothers. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be there three days days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In his sepulcher, he was in his grave for three days and three nights. Sisters and brothers, contrary to popular belief, Jesus did not go to heaven that day. You remember when he was on the cross? Yeah. And a thief looked at him and he said, yes. Lord, remember me when you enter in your kingdom. Wait a minute. Remember me what? When you enter into your kingdom. Jesus said, I'm telling you today. Now, brothers and sisters, they put the comma in the wrong place where people 
are still thinking today that Jesus was telling the thief that he was going to be in heaven with him that day. But remember, Jesus wasn't even in heaven that day. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him said, I'm telling you today that you shall be with me in paradise. In paradise. When I come into my kingdom, you're going to be there. Did Jesus go to his kingdom that day? No. no. We're still waiting on it. We're waiting on it so much that we pray, thy kingdom come. And the thief is still waiting too, brothers and sisters. In the grave. That's another subject for another time. But we're going to go ahead and pick this up, Brother Julius. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now we got to go to St. John, the 20th chapter. St. John 20? Yeah. Biblical myths exposed. You're tuned in to the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour. Yeah. Here on POET Radio, John. Chapter 20? John chapter 20. Uh-huh. So we got the first sign from Jesus uh-huh. telling his disciples that he was going to be in the earth, in the heart of the earth, uh-huh. three days and three nights. Absolutely. We got God telling us that he starts his day at evening, brothers yes. and sisters. Yes. So now we're going to pick this up at John 20. And verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. What I? Early when it was yet dark, the first day of the week. No, 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 no. Uh, it says uh, on a Sunday. It didn't say it's Sunday, Brother Julius. It says the first day of the week cometh Mary early when it was yet dark uh-huh. unto the sepulcher uh-huh. and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Brothers wow. and sisters, let's define what the first day of the week is. What I want you to do right now, brothers and sisters, is take your cell phone and go to your calendar on your cell phone. Yeah. Go all the way to the right and see what that first day is of every month all the way to the right. Uh-huh. There's seven days, but every calendar starts with one day all the way to the left. That is the first day of the week. But I'm also going to go to definition. Uh-huh. And I'm going to define the word, brothers and sisters. I'm going to define the word or the term Sunday. Uh-huh. And while Black Ice is doing that, I'm going to back up to the 19th chapter of St. John. It says, <clears throat> and after at verse 38, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and bought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. They then took they the body of Jesus, and wound it in linen clothes with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre, or a new tomb. They there Lay they Jesus before, before uh, uh, therefore because of the Jews' preparation for the sepulcher was near at hand. Jesus didn't go to heaven when he died. They put him in the grave. And Joseph of Arimathea came and took the body, begged Pilate for the body. Pilate said, go ahead and take his body. And they buried him. He was in that grave for three days and three nights. Black eyes. Brothers and sisters, according to the Miriam Webster.com dictionary. Mm-hmm. The Miriam, and it's spelled M E R R I A M, Webster.com dictionary. Uh-huh. The definition of Sunday, 
according, brothers and sisters, to, um, to the Christian analog or the Jewish Sabbath, Sunday is defined as the first day of the week. First day of the week. That's, why those, that's why those of you who are on your job, you work the weekend. Yeah. The weekend splits up your payroll check. Sunday starts the beginning of a new payroll. Or Saturday, brothers and sisters. Yes. And it splits, Saturday and Sunday splits two different payroll weeks. So Sunday is defined as the first day of the week. You looked at it on, on your phone and on your calendar, the first day all the way to the left. So now we got to go back to John 20th chapter right. and find out, brothers and sisters, that it's saying the first day of the week cometh, which is Sunday. Yes. Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. Remember, yes. the day starts at sundown. That's the early part of the day. Until the sepulchre seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Uh-huh. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, uh-huh. They yeah. have taken away the Lord of the sepulchre, and we know not where they laid him. Right. When she got there, he was gone. Early Sunday, the evening part of Saturday, brothers and sisters, sundown, he was already gone. Wow. Now we got to go to the book of Daniel, brothers and sisters. And read the prophecy of Daniel so we can start going ahead and putting these days together, brothers and sisters. Wow. Let's go to Daniel, the ninth chapter. Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. We're talking about Friday, Good Friday. I don't know why they call it good. What's good about it? We call, we're talking about Good Friday. They killed them on the, well, we'll get to that. And we're talking about Easter Sunday. Did he, was he killed on a Friday? Did he rise on a Sunday? Well, let's find out what. Daniel the prophet said, brothers and sisters, wow. concerning the prophecy of Jesus being killed. If, and it was already prophesied. It was already prophesied. If you read John 20, verse 9, it says, For as they yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Daniel 9. You want to start, start at 26, brother? Let's, read that, start, let's start reading that. Uh, uh, wow. Because Jesus had a lot to do. We got to start at 24, I John, uh, Daniel 9 and 24. Yeah. And it reads, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression. One. And to make an atonement. To make an, to end. Make an end of sin. Two. And to make a reconciliation for iniquity. Three. And to bring an everlasting righteousness. Four. And to seal up the vision five, and prophecy. Six, and to anoint the most Holy. And to anoint the most holy. Seventy weeks. All this had happened. Jesus had to fulfill all this. And when was it fulfilled? When he got anointed. And when he died, sisters and brothers. Come on, Black Eyes, 25. 25. Yes. Know therefore and understand. Know and understand. Go ahead. That from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks Uh and three score and two weeks. And the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. Now, that happened in the days of uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. You can read that on your own in those books. Continue at 26. 26. Yes. And after three score and two weeks shall after the... 62 prophetic weeks. Go ahead. Shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. Cut off means killed. And for the people and the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Read that again, Black Eyes. And after what? But not for himself. Uh-huh. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with the flood. Yes. And unto the end of the war, desolation are determined. Come on. 
and shall confirm the covenant. And he with, shall. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week. Go ahead. The word midst come, come from the word in mid. In the middle of the week. And the word mid comes from the word middle. In the midst of the week. What's going to happen, Ice? He shall cause the sacrifice, sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Yes. And for an um, overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even unto the consumption, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Now, this is a whole lot of scriptures that Jesus, that led us up to Jesus, and then when he came to fulfill. Jesus died in the middle of a literal week. So let's count it off. If Sunday is the first day, you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's three days. That's three days. On that side. And then on the other side, you got Thursday, Friday, uh, you got, um, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So what's in the middle between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday? It's Wednesday, brothers and sisters. Wednesday. Daniel did not lie. He said he'd be cut off in the midst of the week or the middle of the week. And not for his sins, but for our sins. Uh, when Jesus died, he died for our sins because he was a sacrifice. Mm. He had to come in the middle of the week. He had to fulfill Everything, he had to be taken outside Jerusalem, just like Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, said he would be. He had to be killed by the congregation. They delivered him up, and the Romans uh, beat him, but the Jews delivered him up, sisters and brothers. So let's count this All thing this off. Had to happen. So let's count this thing off. If he was killed on a Wednesday, remember, yeah. he wasn't put into the grave until that evening, brothers and sisters. Right. That evening will constitute Thursday. So you got Thursday evening or Thursday night, the first night. Friday night would be the second night. Uh-huh. And Saturday night would be the third night. But right. I want you to remember that the night comes first. So if Thursday night came first, then Thursday morning came second. Then Friday morning came, um, I'm sorry, Thursday morning came was the first morning. Friday morning was the second morning. Uh-huh. And then Sunday morning was the third morning, brothers and sisters. Right. I'm going to say that again. Killed on a Wednesday, put in the grave at that evening. Thursday night, first night, Friday night, second night, Saturday night, the third night. The night comes first. Well, here's the first morning. Uh, Thursday morning, Friday morning, and then Saturday morning. Because remember, the evening and then the morning are the first day, brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. So he was gone before Saturday at sundown. But even more so, I. Before Jesus died, he kept what? They call it the last what? The supper. The last supper. But what do the Bible call it? The Passover. Passover. Mm-hmm. He said in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover. The 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. Now, in the day that Jesus, on, that he died, they kept the Passover on a, on a Tuesday night, sisters and brothers. The Passover fell on a Tuesday night. Immediately after Passover, when he broke the bread, drank the wine, the temple guard came. They went out to the garden, and that's when Judas betrayed him. And that's when they whooped him. The Romans arrested him and whooped him all night long, beat him all night long. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the – they walked into Golgotha, which is the place of the skull, and there they crucified him, sisters and brothers. All this is in the gospel. All of this is written. So when Jesus kept the Passover, but people don't read St. John, uh, the 19th chapter or the 20th chapter, where it said that day was a high day. Jesus said, told his disciples, go and prepare the Passover. 
all of this fall at the same time. The Passover fell in Jesus' day on a Tuesday. He had, it had to, sister brothers. It's amazing how we can tell you the day of the week that things that these things happen the on, book came brothers live. and sisters, but it's in the book. So, brothers and sisters who are tuned in via YouTube, we hope that you got clarity on the lesson. What day was Jesus killed on, and yeah. what day did he rise on, brothers and sisters? He was killed on a Wednesday, he died, and he rose and on he a rose Saturday, which is the Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. sundown. Before sundown, because uh -huh. sundown would have constituted the beginning of Sunday, yeah. which is the first day of the week. We hope that you got clarity on that, brothers and sisters. Okay, brothers and sisters. We're going to go ahead and go to our next lesson, brothers and sisters. Brother Julius, where you want to go next? Uh, let's go, black guys. Let's go and show the people that uh, what what do we, uh, what caller called in, and they wanted to know, to know what? About circumcision? Yes, yes. Is circumcision necessary? Is it a commandment of God, or is it just something that's practiced by men? And I think it was blood Transfusion. Blood transfusion? Mm -hmm. we, can, we can cover it all in one whop. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go to Genesis, the 17th chapter. Is circumcision still necessary today? And my question is, if circumcision is no longer necessary, then baptism is no longer necessary. But Jesus told his disciples, go ye into all the world baptizing everybody, all males, for the remission of sins. It's necessary. Genesis chapter 17, black guys. Genesis 17, we're going to see this covenant because circumcision is a covenant. Is it necessary to be circumcised for salvation? According to the word of God. Brothers and sisters, this is part two of... Um, Biblical Myths Exposed. Of part two. Part two of part two of Biblical Myths Exposed. Yeah. Uh, exposed. We dealt with um, um, the... Crucifixion of Jesus, what day was he actually crucified on, what day did he actually um, rise on, brothers right. and sisters, and we determined according to part one of part two of this lesson, Biblical Myths Exposed, that he was killed on a Wednesday, and that he was put in the grave on a Thursday evening, because the evening comes before the morning. So I know we're used to saying the morning, then the evening, but we want to get you out of that and put you into God's terms. So again, Thursday night was the first night, Friday night was the second night. Saturday night was the third night. So since the evenings come first, let's go ahead and get the morning. Thursday morning was the first morning. Friday morning was the second morning. And Saturday morning was the third morning. And before sundown on Saturday, he was already gone. That's why when John, the 20th chapter, when Mary Magdalene came to the sepulcher early the first day of the week, which is Sunday, the body was already gone, brothers and sisters. That's your three days and that's your three nights. He was killed on a Wednesday. According to Daniel, the ninth chapter, brothers and sisters, he was cut off in the midst of the week. So now we're going to go ahead and go to um, part two of part two. Genesis 17 and 1. Is circumcision necessary? Uh-huh. Still necessary, according to the Bible. Let's find it out. Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1, I. Verse 1. Verse 1 and 2. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the mighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Now, skip down to verse 9 and go ahead. Verse 9. 
And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. In their what? In their generation. Only until the Old Testament is finished. It didn't say that, Julius. It says, in their generation. What is this covenant? I read. This is my covenant, yes. which you shall keep between me and you yes. and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. This is a covenant, just like marriage is a covenant between male, male and female. Baptism is a covenant between every believer, Bible-believing Christian and God. It's a covenant. So, therefore, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every man child shall among you shall be circumcised. Come on, Black Eyes 11. And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Now, the Lord is a covenant God, but he always gives you a token. He made a covenant that he would never, ever destroy all life on earth by water, by flood. So he, made you, he, gave, you a, he gave you a token. I set my rainbow in the sky. When I look up on the bow, I'm going to turn the waterfalls at all. Same thing as circumcision. When I look at the foreskin, it's going to be a token between me and you, Abraham. You shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall, the foreskin shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. Verse 12, I Verse 12. Yes. And he that is eight days old. How old I? Eight days old. Uh-huh. Shall be circumcised among you. Yes. Every man child in your generation. Yes. He that is born in the house. Yes. Or bought with money. Of any stranger, which is not of thy seed, yes. he that is born in thy house, yes. he that is bought with money, yes. must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. How long? I Everlasting, Brother Julius. It's everlasting covenant. God can't lie, sisters and brothers. This is an everlasting covenant. And he used the emotion, he used the term, must needs be circumcised. So what did Abraham do, Black Eyes? Skip down to verse 23 and continue. Verse 23, and it yes. reads, And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, yes. every male among the men of Abraham's house, uh-huh. and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same, self-same day as God had said unto him. Yes. So therefore, uh, and continue, Black Eyes, continue. And Abraham was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And the same self-day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house, and Uh born with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. He that is eight days old must need be circumcised. Let's see who else was circumcised. Let's go to Luke 2, Black Eyes, Luke the second chapter. Luke, the second chapter. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the Bible radio show, The Truth Hour, here on POET Radio. Yes. Our subject today is Biblical Myths Exposed, Part 2. Last week we did a segment also as well, and this is Part 2 of Part 2. Yes. Right here, brothers and sisters. Yes. Uh, We're going to the book of Luke. Chapter 2. Luke, chapter 2. Turn your Bibles to Luke, chapter Uh 2. You can read this with us, brothers and sisters. Luke, chapter 2. Yeah. And we're going to start this. Where you want we're to start gonna, it at, We're going to read, uh, wow, verse, let's so, so we can show the people who we're talking about, mm, verse 7, and go ahead. Luke, 
Here we go. Um, Luke 2 and 7, and yeah. it reads, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes uh-huh. and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, skip down to verse 12 and go ahead. Verse 12. Yes. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. Now, who is, who is, who is this talking about, black guy? None other than Jesus, brother. Okay. So skip down to verse mm, 21. Verse 21. Yes. And when eight days. How many days? Eight days. And when eight. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. We read New Testament. The same yesterday, today, and forever, brother. And he changes not. Luke 2 and 21. I go ahead. And it reads. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel, Gabriel, uh-huh. before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, now, were we accomplished. Now, we just read, the, I read I, I've had him read on because the law of circumcision is in the law of Moses. It's in the book of Genesis, who Moses, which Moses wrote about. Finish it, I. Everything is in this book. Brother. Everything. That's why they say you got to wait, what, six weeks six after weeks? you have a baby? If it, six weeks if it's a, 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 a girl, mm-hmm. 40 days if it's a boy. 40 days for a boy, 80 days for a girl. You got to wait. You can read that before your husband can go into you. That, that's the time of your purification system, brother. Mm-hmm. We read the book. Read, uh, read 21 again, Black Eyes. 21. Yeah. And it reads. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, yes. which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Because he had to be fulfilled the scriptures. He could not get past circumcision. What makes you think you can? This is an everlasting covenant, black guys. And if you refuse to be uh if you refuse to be Circumcision, let's go back to Genesis 17 chapter. Genesis 17? Yeah. Genesis 17. That's if you refuse to be baptized, uh, uh, circumcised. Genesis 17? Yes. And start reading at verse 13 again. At verse 13. Yep. He that is born in thy house and that is bought with money Uh must needs be circumcised. Yes. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised. Right. That's souls shall be cut off from his people. That means killed. He have broken my covenant. Because the covenant is an everlasting covenant. To Abraham, his seed after him, and everybody in his house, bought with money, purchased with, in other days, we're, we're purchased with the blood of Jesus. But circumcision is a requirement. It is a requirement, sisters brothers. It's a commandment, and it is a covenant. It's a covenant. And it cannot... <laughs> Go to Romans, the fourth chapter, black guys. Romans, the fourth chapter. And I know what some of you all are going to say. We're going to address that too, brothers and sisters. What are they going to say? They're going to say, oh, we're not under the law no more. Uh-huh. Jesus came and he died for the remission of our sins. We're not under the law no wow. more. We're under grace. Well, you know what? We're going to read that to you too, brothers and sisters, so you can actually get understanding of what the Bible says when it says that the law was only a shadow of things to come, but not right. the very image of the thing. We know where it's at, and we're going to deal with it, and we're going to address it, and we're going to show you what that law was, brothers and sisters. Because the Lord told, made a covenant to Abraham, said, Abraham, in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Jesus came out of Abraham, and through the death of Jesus, every man, woman, and child have a shot 
at eternal life, sisters and brothers. Have a chance at eternal life. But just like you're being blessed in the Lord, you got to keep that covenant. Circumcision, Romans 4 and 1. Go ahead. Romans chapter 4. Now, this is talking about the father of the faithful. Come on. Verse 1, and it reads. Yes. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? Go ahead. For if Abraham was justified by his word. And he was. He have whereof to glory, but not before God. Go ahead. For what saith the scripture? Uh Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. But black eyes. He believed God. That means he obeyed God, didn't mm-hmm. he? If you believe in your mother and father and they, that they try to take care of you, you're going to do the best you can to show them that you appreciate that. So you're going to show your faith in your parents by your works. Come on, wife. But um, Now, Verse to four. him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, uh-huh. but of debt. Come on. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him... That justifieth the ungodly, uh-huh. his faith is counted for righteousness. His faith is counted because you believe enough, but that's just not enough. You Belief is a good start. That's called faith. But if you believe in him, Jesus said, if you love me, do what I keep my commandments. Come on. I... Verse 6. Yes. Even as David also describeth the blessingness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without work. Go ahead. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And that's a blessing. When Jesus came, he died for every man, woman, and child, even those who have not yet been born. That's a blessing to know that you have a high priest that then gave his life for us, sisters and brothers. So this is what David is talking about. Continue, right? Verse 8. Yes. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed are you when the Lord don't charge you uh, your sin against you. Come on, right? Come with this blessingness. Then upon the circumcision only, uh-huh. or upon now, this the, is about the Jews. also. Now you're going spiritual. Come at this blessing upon the circumcision only, the Jews only, because only the Jews was uh, practicing circumcision until Cornelius came in. Then he had to be circumcised. Come on, black guy. Upon the circumcised only, or upon the circumcision also. Upon the uncircumcision also. Upon the which uncircumcision. Are the Gentiles. The Gentiles didn't believe in circumcision Same because they didn't know the Lord. Come on. Not in circumcision. I'm sorry, for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Go ahead. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? He's asking a question. He's not using... in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. The Lord called Abraham before he was circ- before he circumcised him. Then when he called him, he said, I'm going to make a covenant. We read that in Genesis 17 chapters. Walk down before me and be thou what? I perfect. Uh-huh. And I will make my covenant with you. And here's, the, here's my covenant. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. So Abraham believed God, and it was Accounted to him for righteousness. Come on, Ike. At verse 12. And the father of... Uh-uh. Verse 11. Verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision. Yeah, that's the covenant. A seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe. That believe. Go ahead. Though they be not circumcised, yeah. that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Go ahead. Verse 12. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision right. only. Because through Abraham and his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So now you got to come 
to Jesus, which is the seed of Abraham, then you got to do what he say. So you're called in unrighteousness, but then once you find out about the righteousness of God, you join on to that righteousness, and you keep them commandments, laws, and statutes, the same covenant that all the prophets had to keep, all the servants of God had to keep, all the disciples had to keep. What makes you not have to do these things, sisters and brothers? And it all comes down to faith, brothers and yep. sisters. Check this out. But who also walked in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, uh-huh. which he had been yet uncircumcised. Right. So although at the time he wasn't circumcised, yes. he believed in God enough and had enough faith to believe God's word that he would have a covenant with him. Then he acted upon that covenant. The book said the same day that Abraham, if you keep reading the Genesis 17 chapter Circumcised, he was circumcised, his son Ishmael was circumcised, and everybody in his household was circumcised because it is an everlasting covenant. So the question is, the answer is yes. Circumcision is a commandment. It is must needs be done. Otherwise, you're going to get cut off. I didn't write it. It's not my opinion. We read the book. Even Jesus was circumcised the eighth day. Even Paul was circumcised the eighth day. We can read that to you. Another time, another lesson. Where are we going, black guys? Where are we going now? Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to close with this. For those who say, well, we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. Yeah. But what law are we no longer under, brothers and sisters? Uh Uh-huh. It says, for the law having a shadow of good things law. to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices, underline the word sacrifices, which they offered, underline the word offered, year by year, uh-huh. continually, make the comers there unto perfect. Uh-huh. Verse 2, for then would they have not have ceased to be offered. There's the word offered again. Yes. Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, what sacrifices? Animal sacrifices. Go back to the book of Leviticus and see how the Lord set up animal sacrifices. Then he set up a priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, to handle sacrifices. Come on, black guys. But in those sacrifices, there's a remembrance, again, made uh, made of sins every year. So they were constantly sacrificing animals. Uh So this law that Hebrews, the 10th chapter, is talking about, it's not talking about the law of circumcision. Uh Uh-huh. It's not talking about the Ten Commandments. It's talking about the law of animal sacrifice, which was done away with when Jesus came and he became the sacrifice for the remission of sins. Now we no longer had to kill these animals for our own sins. So, no, we're no longer under the law of animal sacrifice. Uh And we've been under grace, brothers and sisters, since our mother and father, Adam and Eve, sinned because God could have killed them. But he gave them them grace, brothers and sisters. But, Black Eyes, my question to you is, when did the law of animal sacrifice begin? Mm-hmm. In the Garden of Eden. There you go. As soon as Adam the and Eve sinned. Sin. God, and the Lord dressed them with coats of skin. Coats of Where skin. did he get the skins from? From an animal that was sacrificed. Because the Bible sisters. said that without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness or remission of sin. So stop saying that we're no longer under the law uh-huh. and that we're under grace. We've always been under the under grace, brothers and sisters. So when the law and the law that we're no longer under uh-huh. is the law of animal sacrifice. Right. So don't just send people off like Pastor did us and like our parents did us, not knowing any better. From now on, say we're no longer under the law of animal sacrifice. Yeah. 
And here's the here's the kicker, Black Guy. Back up to Romans the eighth chapter. We gotta cut this video though, Brother Julius. We're wow. seventeen minutes and fifty four seconds wow. in. Okay. For those who listen to part two, brothers and sisters, circumcision is a must according to the scripture, brothers and sisters. There is no law that's been taken off the book about that, and Jesus' death did not end circumcision, brothers and sisters. The only thing that it did end was animal sacrifice. We're going to stop right there for a moment, brothers and sisters. We can pick it up, Brother Julius, where you want to pick it up. Romans at? the 8th chapter, Black Eyes. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8? Yes, because when man sinned, the Lord gave you something. He set up a, 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 a law. He added a law to cover your sins or to make an atonement for your sins, sisters and brothers, which is the law of animal sacrifice. And that covenant was ratified by the blood of the animal. In so much that when Jesus came, he said, I don't want y'all killing no lamb no more. I'm the sacrificial lamb now. That's why he did a new thing on the Passover, which was a very old thing. He picked up his old tools, the bread and the wine, but it's the same thing that he offered with Abraham. Mm-hmm. Bread and wine. It's not something new. It's something very old because he picked up his old Levitical priesthood tools, the bread and the wine, when he was under the name Melchizedek. And he don't change, brothers and sisters. So now that that covenant was ratified by blood. But under that covenant, you still couldn't get eternal life because man, the animal never sinned, man sinned. So let's go to Romans, let's go to Hebrews 8, Black Eyes, and verse 7. Okay, and then after that, Brother Judas, let's go ahead and go to... Um, circumcision. I mean, okay. not circumcision, but um, blood transfusion. Okay. Let's deal with that, brothers and sisters. Come on, brother, Romans, real quick. Romans 8 and 7. Hebrews or Romans? Romans. Uh, Hebrews. Hebrews. I'm sorry. Hebrews, Hebrews 8 and 7. Hebrews 8 and 7, brothers and sisters. Yes. Hebrews, Hebrews 8 and verse 7. And verse 7. Let's look at this covenant that was ratified by animal blood, which can never take away sins. Come on, Ice. Let's read it. Yes. But if that first covenant had been faultless, uh-huh. talking about animal sacrifice, right? then should no place have been sought for the second. What covenant? What second covenant? That's the death of Christ, Brother Jesus. And the shedding of his blood. Go ahead. Verse 8. Yes. For finding fault with them. For finding fault with who? The fault was not with Christ. The mm-hmm. fault was with the people. Go ahead. He saith, Behold, the days come saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Go Not ahead. according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, uh-huh. because they continued not in my covenant, uh-huh. and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. What's the covenant he's going to make now? Right? For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith yes. the Lord. What are you going to do? I will put my laws in their mind. Uh-huh. And write them in their heart, uh-huh. and will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Go ahead. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, uh-huh. and every man his brother, uh-huh. saying, Know the Lord. What? For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. So this is what he's saying. Uh, finish verse 12, Ice. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Yes. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Come on, come on, come on. In in that he saith a new covenant, he have made the first old, 
Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. So now we're not talking about the Ten Commandments that are ready to vanish away, but the law of animal sacrifice, because the blood of bulls and goats, the Bible said, could never take away sins. So when Jesus came, that animal sacrifice law was a schoolmaster until Jesus came. But under that old animal sacrifice law, the priest would take the blood, make an atonement, when the people sin, they would have to bring a lamb or a goat or a sheep, and they would have to bring it to the priest. He would take the blood, and that would make an atonement, not take away your sin, but cover you until Christ came. Now that Christ came and shed his blood, now we're not under, no longer under the law of animal sacrifice, but now we're up under the shed blood of Jesus. So when you sin, you can ask for forgiveness. The animal never sinned, man sinned. So why should the animal die when the animal never sinned? Now, if you sin and don't repent, ain't no animal going to die for you no more today, sisters and brothers. You are going to die for your own sins. So what law uh, that we have always been under? The Ten Commandments. Give it to you in the Old Testament. Still good, still good in the New Testament. Still good today. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. But the animal sacrifice law, we're done away with. When Christ shed his blood, the veil was ripped in half. No more place for the priest to take the blood. No more sprinkling the blood. No more animals dying. That's the law that you're no longer under. Black Ice. Brothers and sisters, this is part three. We have six minutes left on our show, so we're going to give you a condensed lesson about this last part, which we're going to deal with biblical myths on blood transfusion. Uh -huh. We know that there are some that are teaching that according to the Bible, it is not permissible for man to have blood transfusions. And we know that one particular religion, um, the Jehovah Witness religion, mm -hmm. which my mom is a 50-year Jehovah Witness, um, they definitely practice this, and many of them have lost their lives because they refuse blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. This scripture, Acts, the 15th chapter. Right. This scripture is the scripture that they use to say that it's not permissible for man to have blood transfusions. We're going to go to Acts, the 15th chapter, yep. and we're going to go to verse 20. Yeah. And we're going to read the scripture that they use. And then we're going to back up, brothers and sisters, and find out the subject matter of this chapter. But first, let's read what they use, Acts 15 and 20. Right. But that we write unto them, talking about the Gentiles, that they abstain from pollutions of idols uh -huh. and from fornication. And from fornication. And from things strangled uh -huh. and from blood. And from blood. So they take this one scripture and they tell all of their congregation, their members, that you cannot have blood transfusions because this verse in Acts the 15th chapter, the 20th verse, says stay away from blood. Wow. Brothers wow. and sisters, this is the law of Moses. They're quoting a law of Moses. Verse 21 says, For Moses of old time have in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So we're going to go do two things real quick, brothers and sisters. Number one, let's back up to the beginning of this chapter right. and see if this chapter has anything to do with blood or blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. Acts 15 and 1. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised, circumcised. after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. And I agree with that. Why are we still dealing with Moses 
in the New Testament, while we dealing with circumcision, which came, which came by way of through Abraham in the Old Testament, while we still dealing with this in the New Testament, because the Lord don't change. And this is only a testament of the law, brothers and sisters. So we read in the first verse that it's talking about circumcision. That it's talking about circumcision, brothers and sisters. So again, we're going to go ahead and start this off at verse 2. We're going to start this off at verse 2, brothers and sisters. And again, we've already read the first one. And for the sake of understanding, I'll go back and start it again. For the sake of understanding, because I don't want nobody to say we missed that, brothers and sisters. Right. So again, on part three, we're dealing with, is it permissible to have blood transfusions? And again, we put out there in the beginning, at Acts 15, chapter 20, verse, right. it stated that, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols and from fornications and from things strangled and from blood. Quoting directly from the laws that Moses gave the people that the Lord gave him. And then we went up to the beginning of Acts, the 15th chapter, and we established the subject matter. Right. That this was this whole chapter was talking about circumcision. It was the Jerusalem Council, sister, brother. And the big question was, should the Gentiles be circumcised just like the Jews? Are? Let's go to verse 5, Acts 15 and 5. Yeah. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them. And that's the truth. And to command them to keep the law of Moses. Which is the command, which is the covenant of circumcision. We read that in Genesis, the 17th chapter. And that's true. Come on, black guys. So we're going to go ahead and pick this up for the sake of time, brothers and sisters. Verse, let's go to verse 12, brothers and sisters. It says, then all the multitude kept silence. And gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Yeah. And after they had held their peace, James answered. Now, this is James' opinion. Saying, men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon has declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people of his name, right. and to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. Right. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, Jesus. which has fallen down, right. and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Go ahead. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Yep. One law for all people, Israel first, and the Gentiles and the rest of the nations, uh, Afterwards, got to follow it. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Come on, Again, I... this is still James talking, telling you how he personally feels. Not what the commandment of God is, but how James personally feels. And he continues by saying, uh-huh. wherefore, my sentence is, not what God is saying. Right. He said, wherefore, my sentence is, this is James talking. This is James. That we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles right. are turned to God, right. that we trouble them about what? Circumcision. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols and from fornications and from being strangled and from blood. That's now, so brothers good. and sisters, we got to deal with the blood now. Let's go to Genesis chapter 9, black guys. Genesis chapter 9, and we're going to deal with the blood situation, brothers and sisters. There is a law on blood, whether you believe it or not. Right. 
We're going to it is not, chapter 9. Verse 1. Verse 1. Go ahead. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Replenish the earth. Go ahead. And fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. Come on. And upon every fowl of the air and upon that moveth upon the earth. Yes. And upon all the fishes of the sea. Yes. And to your hands are they delivered. Come on, black guys. But flesh with the life thereof, and, which is... No, no, read verse 3. I'm sorry. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Go ahead. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. Now, later on, in the dietary law, he told you what among the living beasts you should not eat. But go ahead. Now, here's the key. Uh-huh. Verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, uh-huh. which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. You don't eat the blood. He said, don't eat the blood. Why, black guys? And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. Uh And at the hand of man. And at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Because the life is in the blood, sisters and brothers. So that when you eat the blood, whatever is made the animal sick is going to make you sick. The Lord, this ain't got nothing to do with blood transfusion. The Lord said, don't eat. The blood. You don't do that, sisters and brothers. Let's go to uh, let's go to let's go to Leviticus the seventeenth chapter. Leviticus seventeenth chapter. Real quick, guys. brothers and sisters, there's so many scriptures that's dealing with blood in this Bible. Uh, we're gonna go to Leviticus though, right now, brothers and sisters. Leviticus seventeen. Yeah. We're gonna and it's all over Exodus, brother. Uh, Let's 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 just read a few for the sake of time, brother uh, brother Julius. Uh, let's go ahead and read Leviticus three and seventeen. Read it. It shall be a perpetual statute for your generations throughout all your dwellings that you eat neither fat nor blood. So we really shouldn't be eating the fat either, brother Julius. Yeah, because it holds all the contaminants, black ice. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and read something else, brothers and sisters. It says Leviticus four and seven. It says. And the priest shall um, put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar. That's animal sacrifices. Of burnt al- that's what altering. they would do with the blood with the animal sacrifices. So that's what you go did to with the blood. Leviticus 17, Black Ice. Let's go to Leviticus 17, brothers Leviticus and sisters. Leviticus chapter 17. For the sake of time. Uh-huh. And this will be the last place we go, brothers and sisters. We believe that you got the point. If you need more scriptural support, Leviticus 17, Leviticus 17, verse 1 and 2, and we're going to skip. Leviticus 17, verse 1 and 2. Go ahead. And it reads, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, uh-huh. Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and unto the children of Israel. Unto all the children of Israel. And say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying. Now, skip down. This is a commandment. Go ahead. Skip down to verse 10, black guys. Verse 10. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel uh-huh. or of the strangers that sojourn among you, uh-huh. that's your Gentiles, brothers and sisters. That's anybody other than them. That's any non-Jew. Go ahead. That eateth any manner of blood, that I would even set my face you against that You can't eat soul. it raw. You can't, eat, you can't cook it. Like duck blood soup, you can't eat that, sisters and brothers. You can't eat the blood of animals. Come on, black guys. Verse 10, at the end of 10, that eat of any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eat of blood. That eat of and blood. And will cut him off from among his people. Why, black eyes? For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Yes. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your sins. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement 
for the soul. Because in that blood is his life. The life of the animal for your life. Trained for your life. Come on, black guy. Verse 12. Yes. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood. Yes. Neither shall any stranger that sojourn among you eat blood. Come on, black. And Come whatsoever on. man there be of the children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you, yes. which hunteth and catcheth any beast, or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. Come on, black guys. For it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, you shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. Uh -huh. For the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Uh -huh. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. You shall be cut off. Oh, there's that word cut off. What do cut off mean, black guys? It means kill, brother. Just Jim. like if you don't get circumcised. The man child among you that is not circumcised, he has broken my covenant. He shall be cut off from among his people. So we're going to close this, brothers and sisters, going back to where we started, Acts the 15th chapter. Yeah. Dealing with circumcision, I mean, dealing with, um, the whole chapter was dealing with circumcision, but dealing with some have created a new doctrine saying that you cannot get a blood transfusion. We're going to pick this up at verse 20 again. Yeah. 21, James is speaking. He said, wherefore my sentence is what? that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, right. but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood, which... It means that you cannot eat the blood of any animal that you kill. And my disclaimer to you is that if Jesus can shed his blood to save our lives, right. how come we can't give our blood to save each other's lives? Brother Julius? Black eyes, there's a if God created everything that there is, he said he's the creator and make of everything that there is. That means he created doctors. We have both of us work in a medical facility. We see people receive blood transfusions every day to save their life. They're not eating the blood, but they're giving blood to sustain their life because the Lord told you that the life is in the blood. But so are the diseases. It's all in the blood. That's why when you go to the doctor, the first thing they do is take a blood test. They can tell what you have and what's ailing you by your blood, even tell you when you have High blood pressure, even when you have low blood pressure. But the life is in the blood, sisters and brothers. So, therefore, what's wrong with receiving blood transfusion to save a life if Christ shed his blood? So, brothers us? and sisters, Acts the 15th chapter had nothing to do with telling people that we cannot have blood transfusions. It had everything to do with the question of imposing the law of circumcision onto these Gentiles who were new, brothers and sisters, in the knowledge of God according to the teachings of this Bible, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And when it got down to verse 20, James took it upon himself to say, well, we're not going to really trouble them with circumcision. We're going to just tell them to stay away from pollution of idols, things strangled, and from blood, which meant that you can't eat blood of any animals that because you kill. Because that's what those nations did. You know, like it's I a delicatessen, uh, it's a delicacy for Caucasians or Gentiles out of Europe to eat things raw or rare or medium rare. But the blood is still in it. Can it, I do it? 
So they even got it on your food labels. Do not wash your meal and prepare your cook your meal well done. They just had a study last night about ground beef and sickness being passed in ground beef that's not that wasn't cooked well done. Brothers and sisters, we hope that you got clarification out of this particular subject dealing with blood transfusions. There's nothing in the Bible that prohibits prohibits you from getting a blood transfusion. That is a false doctrine, brothers and sisters, that you cannot find in this Bible. But you shall not eat any blood of any animal. That we could that we read. That you hunt Catch or kill, brothers and sisters. Or bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Radio Show, The Truth Hour. We're every Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., brothers and sisters. Call in. Listen to the show at 724-444-7444, ID code 98696-POUND. We pray that you were edified and that God was glorified on tonight's show. Peace and blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we're going to go ahead and end our recording, and we're going to go to the phone line. We know this show today went a little bit long, and we may have some new callers on the line also as well. Uh, But again, we hope that we covered Biblical Myths Exposed, brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters. Biblical Myths Exposed, there's so many false teachings out there that we have to get it right, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go ahead and end our recording. Tune in next week. Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to go to the phone lines right now to see what you thought about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to the phone line to see what you thought about tonight's show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.